hello. Hiya, 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 chickens. Um, I know it's been kind of uh, a month. We've been taking our time because uh, my wedding just happened recently. And I was on vacation. Yeah. Where were you? Um, Tybee Island, Georgia. What? I've never even been to Georgia. It's um, it's on the coast of Georgia. And it's just like this little island that kind of reminds... Or, yeah, that reminds you of like the town from Jaws. Oh, yeah. So really welcoming. Yeah. I love that. Um, Lindsay's like... Uh, she just told me that it's on the coast because she thinks I failed geometry. Crazy. I was just making sure that you knew. You know what? I know it's in a cute state. <laughs> okay. Okay. Calm down. Okay. okay. Um, but yes, welcome to another episode of Chaotic Cinema. Thanks for the memories. And nightmares. Okay. See, I like that, Lindsay, because you did a little dramatic pause. Like, is he going to know that I'm going to say it? Okay, well, I don't pause that much normally. No, I liked it. It's a definite okay. vast improvement, Lindsay. That's All right, calm sure. down. Yes, but welcome. We love to uh, talk and catch up and let you guys know a little bit about movies that we feel like impacted our lives at different points. Yes. And yeah. tonight's movie is what, Nick? Um, it's my pick, um, because it's my show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it is, <laughs> bitch. I'm just kidding. It is a uh, twister. Yes. The Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton. Yeah. It's their board game. It's crazy. Love it. It's like Jumanji. Yeah. Ryan in the red, by my red right hand. You know what I mean? All right. Calm down. Sorry. That's a throwback to screen. First episode. Or yes. Peaky Blinders. Oh my God. I just, is that like a peeping, a peeping Tom? No, it's a show on Netflix. I know, Lindsay. I know. I just want to give you a hard time. Because uh, Lord knows the last time you had a hard time. <laughs> I don't even... Last night. Thank you very much. Oh God. I didn't need to know that. <laughs> I didn't. But I brought it up. It's, it's really my fault. It's true. Okay. So the movie we're talking tonight about is Twista. Okay, now this movie was made in 1996. Now, Lindsay, what were you doing in 1996? I don't know. I was 14. Okay, so better question, who were you doing? I wasn't doing anyone at 14. I don't know what I was doing in 1996. I do know that I went to see this movie in theaters with my dad. And, you know, dads don't plan for anything. So he took me and Melissa opening night, five minutes till showtime. We get in the theater. There's no seats except in the front row. So we watched Twister looking up at the screen with a crick in my neck. Oh, yeah, I hate that. That's I don't know why they even at the movie theaters that they have the rows that close. Because, like, even the people who buy them are not happy. Well, it's for dads that don't prepare. Yeah, they're like, oh, you guys want to pretend that we're at a, a fucking airplane show and just stare up the whole time? Is that what y'all want to do? <laughs> So fun. We got popcorn. It's just like the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this movie was made in 1996. And this was like the first movie of its kind to uh, have the technology available to have the visual effects to really put you in the eye of the tornado. I felt like I was there. I felt like I was there too. And because of this movie and its um, success, it uh, had a lot of like spinoff movies. 
What? Yeah, like movies that were also tornado movies, like the one with Devin Sawa, Night of the Twisters. I don't remember that one at all. It was, well, uh, I mean, I know we watched it. Remember McGee and Me when they had the tornado episode? McGee and Me was a Christian cartoon, right? Yes. <laughs> with a little blonde cartoon that was like, you know, you shouldn't do bad things. Yeah, exactly. I didn't follow any of their... You shouldn't do bad things. The, I, it's fun to do bad things. <laughs> um, no, but Twister is a movie that is near and dear to my heart because when I was little, I was convinced that if you got picked up by a tornado and you were like running and you just kept your footing, when it subsides, if you just like keep your footing, it you'll land and yeah, it's going to be aggressive, but like if you're strong enough, you can survive. And everyone listening, that is not true. Please don't try that. Oh, I thought you were going to say anyone who uh, this didn't work for who's listening. I was like, they're not listening. <laughs> Maybe in heaven. <laughs> Maybe in heaven. Uh, but yes, this movie stars Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton. And it starts off with um, a scene of a little girl in her bed. And it is a storming outside, okay? And it is in the country, okay? Um, and it is uh, little Helen Hunt as a child. Um, and she has a dog sleeping in her bed. And her aunt comes into the room, or her mom comes into the room and uh, tries to get her to go into the storm cellar and tries to wake a kid up and not freak them out like by I don't him. think she was trying to not freak her out. No, I mean, but like, how do you wake up a child when a tornado is happening and be like, hey. As someone with three children, you don't say, hey, Matt, there's a storm coming. You say, get the fuck down here now. Yeah, but I made pancakes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything's fine. Um, yeah, so uh, the mom comes in and uh, is in a muumuu. Uh, I just feel like I needed to point that out. I love it. Muumuus need to come back. I wish I could wear a muumuu. You can. Anybody can wear anything. That's true. You know what? Different times now. Different times. Um, but yeah, her mom came into the room and she's shooing her down the stairs. And the dog is like obviously scared and is still sitting on the bed and isn't coming down right away. Because dogs, you know, are kind of dumb. Let him go. Let it go. And it kind of looked like Toto. Yeah. Which I was like, is that a little throwback in the movie that they're like oh we're gonna have a dog that looks like toto because like you know i'll be honest i don't remember the what the dog looked like i just remember what a fucking pain in the ass dog that you're having to go back and get that dog yeah so it cuts to a scene where the dog is still upstairs and the uh mom dad and little baby helen hunt are outside trying to get into the uh the storm cellar which anyone who's lived in tornado alley uh, that it doesn't include Texas because they don't have basements. Um, you know that a storm cellar is crucial to surviving because a basement is not really going to help that much because if your house gets ran over by the tornado, it's just going to fall on top of the basement. You know what I mean? Well, anything could be fall on top of the storm shelter too. It's better than nothing. And Texas, you would think, would be the ones to have storm shelters then. Yeah, but I looked up the statistics of tornadoes in Tornado Alley, and it is... Uh, a way lower margin that they happen in like the Texas area. It's mostly Oklahoma and like Kansas and like, you know, that yeah. area. Yeah. So Texas really, by the time it gets here, it's like dwindling off, you know, like I can't even remember the last time we had a tornado in like downtown Dallas. I don't know that there ever has been one. 
that's what I'm saying. How does it miss? How do tornadoes know, like, okay, I'm not going to hit this big city in Dallas. You know what I mean? How do they just, it's weird. So uh, they end up all getting in the uh, storm cellar. And this is when little baby Helen Hunt is like, where's my fucking dog, dad? <laughs> Where is my dog? And the dog is like running towards the storm cellar. And the dad opens the door uh, once he hears him pawing. That's a problem I have. How does he hear the dog pawing on the storm cellar door? Through the when tornado? Exactly, bitch. What kind of hearing do you have? Selective? I think so. Like most men. True. Wild. Okay, so the dog gets in and the dad is trying to hold the door shut, which... Wait, and why? If he would have not... Brandon, my husband and I were If he would have just gone together, down. He would have been fine. Why are you holding the door shut? They were fine after you blew off with the fucking door. Yeah. Exactly. Nonsense. It's, it's wild. Like, maybe even if he didn't think, like, the winds were too strong and he was already holding onto the door and it was going to take him, bitch, dive. Dive down. Why Why do you think that you're strong enough to hold a door shut in a tornado, first of all? Yeah, like, the bolts are coming off, sir. The <laughs> audacity of men, I swear to God. Oh, my God, the gumption. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so... At the end of this scene, the dad flies into the tornado holding the door. Um, very, like, sad version of a Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Where in the Wizard of Oz, the house fell on someone and killed them. Um, this one, we don't know where his body is. <laughs> He's gone. He could be anywhere. Okay? He was the one hanging in the Wizard of Oz in the background. If he just would have ran and kept his footing. <laughs> Did you see that in the Wizard of Oz? Mm -hmm. hanging it's not someone hanging it's actually an ostrich what it's an ostrich it's a myth Lindsay. no it is not it is Lindsay. an ostrich take a look at that scene again Lindsay. you're making that shit up i'm not Lindsay, because i actually really enjoyed that movie and i wanted there to be why is there an ostrich in the back there's they had live animals in the scenes babe why did i call you babe you're lying. Lindsay, look at- They didn't have live animals in that fucking scene. <laughs> Lindsay, look at And they up. definitely didn't have ostriches anywhere in the Wizard of Oz. Lindsay, just go look at it again. I've looked at it several times. You're wrong. Oh, in the time that I told you this, you've looked it up? No, but I've researched it before. That's how I knew there was a dead guy. Okay, she also researched, um, what do you call it? Empire Records and missed a whole bunch. Give me a break. Let's talk about uh, every single movie you've ever fucking narrated on this fucking thing. Anyways, this conversation. Let's go to the audience. This uh, conversation is much like a twister. Who knows what's happening right now? Um, <laughs> this so, is what you get when you put two siblings together. Yeah, who love to argue. <laughs> we just love it. Yeah, we get that from our mom. We get it from our mama, and we mean that in the nicest way. Yes, mom. So if you're listening, please no rude text messages to us. No. Okay. See, this is the thing. We're going to address this straight away. Um, we, uh, we love our mother. No, that's not what I was going to say. I do <laughs> love my mom, but, um, it's someone who Lindsay hasn't dealt with this as much as I have, but someone who has been in the public eye and, uh, has a career that is entertainment and people are always judging it. And especially I do stand up comedy. People will always find something to be upset about. You're just um, very polarizing. I am polarizing. Thank you so much, Yahoo. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that 
what we say on this show is our interpretation of what happened when we were little. This isn't us saying that uh, we're just explaining it from our own personal view. We're not trying to tear anyone down. So if any family or people are listening to this and think that we're trying to attack them, that's not the case. We are just trying to work out these things. It's kind of like therapy for us. But I also will say we don't lie. So bye. Yeah, we don't lie. But sometimes uh, the truth is hard to hear. Mom. Oh, my God. Go make us some cookies and be quiet. Because you did do that in our childhood. You made us good cookies. And you, you know, put a pumpkin up and some shit. Oh, my God. Yes. I love a good pumpkin. Um, but anyways, Twister, after uh, this sad ass scene, um, it, it cuts to Bill Paxton, who is um, driving with his wife or his soon to be wife, his fiance. Right. And he is trying to go meet up with Helen Hunt, who is his ex-wife. And they used to be tornado chasers together. But now Bill is taking on a job as a weatherman. And so everyone on the tornado chasing team kind of gives him a hard time for, oh, you're going to be a weatherman now? Which is just more respectable anyway. Being a meteorologist is way more respectable than chasing tornadoes. Would you chase a tornado? That's a dumb question. Yes, Lindsay, I would. Absolutely not. I would for sure. And all, it's honestly uh, less of a danger to be a meteorologist, you know? Yeah. He's not putting his life on the line every day. Right. Um, but he makes this decision to go get the uh, divorce papers signed by Helen Hunt, who she's just so busy filming Mad About You, she can't possibly sign any papers, you know? It's just oh my God. not in the cards for her. Um, but uh, it's a very cool concept of a husband and wife um, who are, like, on the, like, fritz of their relationship trying to figure out... Um, in a very high tense situation with all these factors coming in, how to uh, have a successful relationship outside of being married. You know what I mean? Are you talking about her, the, uh, Helen Hatton, Bill Paxton? Or yeah, Bill just Paxton's the whole, oh. just the whole like group of people and everything they add to it and how like they're trying to show how you can like, he has a new wife he's about to have and how does he have a relationship with his ex-wife and how is he going to get these papers signed? Like it's a very, it builds up in a unique way that I haven't seen in like a weather movie like that before, you know? Weather movie. This movie is about weather. Okay. Okay. Are there, um, is that like a whole fucking subcategory? Um, yeah, well, sure. I'm sure it is. Um, but yes, so basically this movie, the original tagline was a little bit more funny than uh, the one that they actually landed on. The one that they ended up using is Twister, the dark side of nature. That's what they used on like That's, their, oh, okay. That's their posters. But the one that they wanted to use was Twister, it sucks. <laughs> Stop, you're lying. Because no, because it's a tornado. Tornadoes suck oh, things up. And better, they, I think. They want it, but then they were But then afraid. it looked like it said Twister, it sucks. Like the movie yes. sucks. They they didn't name they didn't have that as a tagline because they didn't want um critics to already have a bad view of it before they'd even seen the movie. They're like, oh yeah. They just thought critics would have a fun field day with it. And I'm just gonna go back to something real quick. Yeah. And I promise it will take five seconds. But okay. you said I didn't know anything about Empire Records, but that's because we did not watch the same version. I just want to clear that up right now. Yeah. Okay. okay cool. Go back to Twister. 
Yep. <laughs> Who has selective hearing now? <laughs> um, so in this movie, um, before it even started filming, a lot of the uh, cast members wanted to do this movie and were like jumping to do this movie. Um, Cause it was the first of its kind. It was like showing tornadoes and having these great visual effects. And there were some cast members like Philip Seymour Hoffman, who honestly only decided to do this movie because he didn't want to be in LA anymore. And he wanted to shoot a movie and not have to be in Los Angeles. So he took it because of that. That makes sense. I mean, I've never been to LA, but I can only imagine that's exhausting. Yeah, it is so exhausting. Um, but uh, Helen Hunt actually was in the middle of filming Broken Arrow, um, and she was actually executive producing it and walked out on the production to come and do this movie. After she had filmed, she had done it for like six months, worked on that movie. Broken Arrow, is that Mel Gibson? Um, it is, um, I have no idea. Oh. It's supposed to be a funny movie. Probably never, it probably never happens because <laughs> she left. No, yeah. So she put all this work in to do this movie and then got the opportunity to star in this movie. When she, And she thought this movie, it was the first of its kind. She thought that it was really going to help her career, which I think it did a little bit. But she also had a lot of shitty things happen while filming. I'll tell you about those later. We just need to get into the plot, bitch. Yeah, Nick did a lot of research on this movie. I did. It's one of my favorite movies I had to. Um, so when uh, Bill Paxton and his fiance arrive, uh, she is a sex therapist. That is her job. A sex uh, therapist or just a therapist? No, a sex therapist. Hmm. Yeah. I she did has not a, realize that. Yeah, she has a lot of uh, like scenes uh, where she's talking in the back of the truck and she's talking to her uh, like patients and she's like, well, you know, you're just going to have to leave your legs in the air a little longer. It's just like stupid little lines like that. She doesn't say that. Exactly. Right. Um, and it's uh, Helen Hunt gives Bill Paxton a hard time when she sees him for the first time because she has no idea that he's getting married again. Um, and she does not want to sign the paperwork at all because she still loves him. Right. And so she gets introduced to her. And what does a woman who uh, is, she's just kind of being a bitch. She goes up to the new fiance and like, tries to like talk to her and be sweet to her knowing that like, she has no good interests in this woman. You know what I mean? That's not fair. Maybe she was just genuinely trying to be nice. She was genuinely trying to get her to be like, hey, this is my man. I thought, he I thought that the the therapist was more of a bitch, like in the diner scene. I I see what you're saying. I I don't think that she was a bitch. I just think that she didn't understand uh, Bill Paxton's past, like what he did for a job, and like how serious this situation was going to be. I don't think she expected to be chasing tornadoes. Oh, no, but I don't, yeah, I don't know how that even came about anyway, because, like, didn't he leave that life? Why all of a sudden are you now joining that life? Because he went to go meet up with Helen Hunt to get her to sign the divorce papers. Right. And he thought she had signed all of them, and then they find out a tornado has landed, and they want to go chase it. And 
then he realizes that one of the signatures on the paper has not been signed. Yeah. And so he uh, I goes just think to it's pretty shitty of him to put his wife. Because even after that, he takes her more on more fucking chases. This lady who doesn't know anything about tornadoes, doesn't have any interest in chasing tornadoes, and puts really their whole team. That was one of the things I found that me that storm chasers, real storm chasers, said that they put their team in a lot of unnecessarily unnecessary harm by doing some of the stuff that they did but it's a movie yeah i also think that the relationship between bill paxton and the way he treats his fiance in the movie um he kind of just disregards her um like oh we i'm gonna go chase this other tornado with them and it's like you're not even she freaked out the last time you chased a tornado and you're it's it's like he's not even caring about what her feelings are right and so i think it's like a foreshadowing of like oh, well, this relationship, you can tell early on, is probably not going to last because he's not even caring about her feelings early on. Right. But maybe that's why him and Helen Hunt broke up. No, I think... a pattern. Yeah, I don't know. I think he wasn't the problem in the Helen Hunt relationship. I think she was. uh, I think she's the only one that genuinely cares about finding out how tornadoes work to save other people. I think the rest of them are just like um, adrenaline junkies. No, yeah. I think that a lot of it has to do with her trying to make sense of what happened when she was little and trying to prevent that from happening to any other child. But I do think at a a big amount of the movie that it comes off as her being very selfish and putting putting them in harm's way when it's like, bitch, that it's already fallen over. It's not going to get picked up and you're still trying to like fix it. Yeah. Um, so they chase this tornado and then this is where you get introduced to their, the villain in the movie. The, I don't even know his name. I don't either. He's uh, part of the other storm, uh, chasers and he was a part of their group, uh, like years back and he stole their idea for Dorothy and made his own version and is trying to pass it off. Like he made it himself. Yes, Dorothy is like a weather thing that the tornado like sets a, up and they can they let go of all these like little balls that like track what yeah, is going inside the tornado. Yeah, they're sensors. And the whole idea is it's like a, they want the tornado to pick this uh, tubed apparatus up so then it'll open up and these sensors will start flying and just like naturally make their way through the tornado. Yeah, and his name is Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, he's a dick. Um, And there's also a lot of points in this movie when they're chasing tornadoes that uh, Jonas uh, doesn't really uh, he he relies on the other storm chasers in the other group to lead him to where he needs to be. Yeah, he doesn't really know quite what he's doing. He kind of is a follower instead of a leader. Yes. And if he does make any decisions to go like on a different path, it was because he thought that was the path that they were going to take. It was never like him being like, oh, yeah, we need to go do this. And even when they do try to help him, he always thinks that they're out for him. So he didn't listen. And it well, didn't well. Yeah, for sure. And why wouldn't they be out for you if you literally are doing an interview with a news station talking about this thing that you created and you did not create it? Right. And why is Bill Paxton the only one who's super pissed that he, I guess because the other ones already had known about it? Yes, I think that's it. I think he just found out. So it's fresh. Yeah, I'm sure they were all pissed off when they first found out. But and Helen Hunt's character Joe seems to think that he he won't get it off the ground anyway. So 
Yeah, and um, speaking of Joe, um, at the beginning of this movie, you see her as baby Joe, and her mom takes her to the storm cellar, and then you, it never mentions her mom again in the movie. Yeah, I thought that was weird too because it does show her aunt. Yeah, in the movie, um, but it never addresses. I don't know why because for the, the longest time I was. For the longest time, I was like, maybe at the beginning of the movie, she was living with her aunt. Maybe that was it. And then I was like, no, she said mom for sure. Yeah, that's very weird. It's very weird that they never address it or I don't know. It says Joe lives with her aunt Meg after her family dies in a tornado. They never said the mom died. It's implied her dad died, but I'm pretty sure she grew up with her aunt Meg. Yeah, but like her mom was the one holding her back. To not go into the tornado. Yeah, that's odd. That's definitely like hole in the plot. Well, I'll tell you why it might have been a plot hole. Okay. Okay, so you know Joss Whedon? Yes. What a piece jo of shit. Yeah, Joss Whedon is very uh, famous for uh, being a writer and he was uh, wildly known for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series. And he did some Marvel movies, I think. Well, on this movie, he was hired to come in and help with the script. Um, but he had to keep leaving the production, like one time for bronchitis, another time for something else. So he helped write the script, but he wasn't satisfied with some of the parts because he was sick and couldn't like help finish those parts. And he's not even credited on the credits of the movie. Yikes. Which like, I mean, knowing what I know about Josh Whedon now and all the shitty sexual harassment things he did to people. Oh, yeah. I Do you know who played that. Little Joe? Who? Alexa Vega, who played Spy Kids. Yeah, I know her from, uh, what do you call it, from uh, uh, Dancing with Stars. No, no, no. Uh, oh, the genetic opera, Repo? I don't know what that is. <laughs> It was a, a cult classic, like, musical movie um, that was about this guy who, uh, like, they would give you organs if you needed them. And this guy is a repo man. And if you couldn't pay your debts, he would come collect your organs. Is that a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. And Paris Hilton is in it as a lead. Oh. Yeah, she played Shiloh Wallace. Yeah. Okay. It's a really good movie. You should go watch it. We might do it on another Okay, one. I'm going to go right now. Bye. <laughs> Okay, bye. I love you. What a twister. <laughs> um, okay, so this movie has a lot of them chasing tornado scenes. A lot of it runs together. Um, basically, the whole movie is them just chasing tornadoes. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to describe every tornado because no, every scene basically looks the same. Yes. No offense. No. Except it, they do hide under our, like a bridge overpass type situation. After they wrap his car. I just have to car. tell you, when there's an actual tornado, folks... Don't do that because it can it can break and fall on you. It, you could still get hit by debris under a bridge. So no, I'm yeah, yeah. Sure. I think okay. So if you're talking about the same scene I'm talking about, it is uh, when they're driving in the ditch. Yeah, and they like go off the road. Yeah. Okay, that scene that they filmed. After uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton filmed that scene, they had to go get uh, hepatitis shots because of where they went into the, what do you call it, ravine. And Jesus, it was, what is this movie? <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't sanitized. Also, fun fact, um, during that scene that you're referencing, Helen Hunt was hit by one something that flew and like hit her in the head. 
Wow. I, I hope she had it. They had insurance on this movie because the, there yes. were there were some court cases after this movie finished up. Wow. You might as well just go chase real tornadoes, Helen, because it might be safer. Yeah. Um, also, the uh, the guy who wrote the script for this movie also wrote the Jurassic Park script. Love it. Yep. And the original uh, camera crew that was on this movie uh, walked out on day like seven. Why? Because um, I think his name is John DeBont. He's the director of the movie. Um, he was apparently really hard to uh, deal with. And he came into this movie um, and walked out on directing uh, the, I think, 1998 version of Godzilla. Wow. Which, thank God he did, because that movie was fucking garbage. Yikes. Yeah. That's not nice. Yeah. Um, he also, um, after that film crew quit, he had new production people come in. And the first day they were there, they were doing a stunt. And one of the people got injured. So a couple of the people left after that as well. Apparently, the director was... Uh, putting them in real, like, dangerous situations that were not normal for most movies. Yeah, that should be... I, I, I think they have rules against that now. Unions and shit. Yeah. Um, you know, SAG, all that shit. Yeah. But the director of this movie, um, he this is probably his, like, best movie that he directed because after this movie, he directed uh, House on Haunted Hill, uh, with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I've never seen that. I don't like scary movies that much. Yeah, that like kind of ruined his career after that. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very lucky to come onto this movie because, like I said, Godzilla tanked, and he worked on that for a year. Wow. Yeah. it's. I didn't know that people could just quit movies so easily and be like, oh, okay, and it wouldn't affect I don't them. think that it, it, it... I don't think it... Um, I mean, I think it makes it harder for people to work with you because who would want to work with someone who just walks out? Exactly. It's like, yeah, how are you going to get more gigs after this? Right. Which is yeah. probably why his career, you know, peaked at Twister. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while all this uh, tornado bullshit's happening, uh, the, one of the first scenes you see is with um, the fiance, Helen Hunt, and Bill Paxton in the, uh, his red truck. Um, and they're driving over a bridge and you see a tornado over the water split into two tornadoes. Twins. Yes. This is one of the parts in the movie that Josh, Josh Whedon did not like. Uh, he thought it cheapened the movie, um, it, which I think it has one of the best lines like, oh, we got cows. And she's like, I got to go. We got cows. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. I actually love the fiance's character because she is, um, she does come off as kind of cunty and like better than everyone else because of her career. But she also is the most like innocently reacting to what is happening. Like a, a normal person seeing a tornado. Right. I don't think either one of the women are necessarily terrible. I think Joe is dealing with her own feelings about her marriage. And this is a new woman coming in when she's not even divorced yet. Yeah, but that's and also her they're fault engaged. that they're that's her fault that they're not divorced yet. She's had the divorce papers for forever and she just didn't sign them. Well, and another thing too is why are you bringing her with you? Yeah, that was stupid. Just get him signed and go. 
well, don't know. I think the real criminal in this is Bill. Yeah, I mean, no, Bill Paxton, uh, uh, if this is a fun fact I found out, is the role was rumored to be given to Garth Brooks, but he turned it down. Could you imagine? Old Garth Brooks. Friends in low places, Garth Brooks. No, I think if they didn't have his song Thunder Rolls on the soundtrack, then something's wrong. They didn't have, uh, did they have that on there? No, but I'm saying like if he oh, was, was the lead and song. they didn't Early have Early Garth Rolls. Brooks songs are so good. Yeah. Really, I, I don't like country music and he really is the only country singer that I like. Oh yeah, I really like Garth Brooks. I can't even tell you how many times when we were little, we would go in Iowa. My uh, dad would have uh, softball mm-hmm. and we would go to this place called The Dugout, okay? Yeah. And it was really dingy, um, but it had a bar that dad sent us in to go hang out <laughs> all the and time. We, and they had karaoke. And we, I remember us as a family and a couple of other friends, like me, you, and like Melissa, and then a couple other people we knew from the dugout went up and sang Friends in Low Places. Jesus. In a bar. These uh, We were children. I mean, but they did have- they did have some really good fries that we just drizzled in ketchup. They had it, they had something there that I can still taste to this day. It was like cheese curds, but it wasn't like what you get cheese curds now. It was like that nacho cheese type situation. They were so good. I remember uh, me and Nick recently visited and went back to the dugout. And literally, we walked in like the back door that we always would walk in. Yeah. And it's like the exact same. Jeez. It's wild. And I like even that little, uh, the play pit outside that has the big tire, we'd play king of yeah. the tire. That's still out there. And I remember that's the first time I ever got in trouble in my like youth by another parent was- I But not the kid, last. <laughs> I pushed a kid off of the tire when we were playing king of the tire and his, his he got rocks in his knees. And he went and found his mom and brought her over. And I was like, oh, he fell off. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What'd she say? Oh, you're a fucking liar, faggot. Probably something no, like that. No, she I don't didn't. Know. She didn't say that. She probably was being tender. That's just how you remember it. That's, yeah. We These all are your memories. They are my memories. And sometimes they're a little askewed, but that's because I'm a child. And I over, I made the situation scarier than it was because as a child, it was terrifying. <laughs> okay move on oh my god i can't even tell you I'm, and side note until you've given a blowjob on gravel road you don't know what pain is at the dugout i mean you, we really had to dig it out helen hunt and bill paxton um the scene i'm gonna jump to now is they've already chased like fucking three tornadoes at this Jesus point christ that's all they do what? Guess what? They still haven't gotten Dorothy up in that motherfucker, okay? So something's awry here. Um, the next scene we're going to jump to is uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton are driving um, up a hill towards a tornado, and all the other uh, storm chasers are like, no, don't go towards it anymore. Uh, Helen Hunt's driving, so that's not an option. Um, she drives straight up into it, and uh, Bill Paxton puts on the brake and like makes her stop. They get out and uh, it they stop so aggressively that the Dorothy machine falls off the back and like opens up and all the sensors are all over the ground. Now, Helen Hunt 
doesn't give up on things, okay? And it's funny that she doesn't give up on little things like this when she's been holding on to this memory of her parent, her dad dying her whole life. You know what I mean? How can you? She doesn't give up. She doesn't give up on her marriage. She doesn't give up on her dad. She doesn't get up on finding a way to alert these people faster yeah. that a tornado is coming, which yeah. I, I, I commend. I, yes, a fighter. I, I commend too, but she's also fighting in that scene specifically. She's fighting um, and has the, uh, the feelings of being with her husband in the car with her and those emotions of that not being resolved coupled with her trying to make this thing work. I think those together made her more frantic. I also don't think she fears death. No, I don't. But that's a problem. Oh, for sure. But because if Bill Paxton wasn't there, if Bill Paxton wasn't there in that scene, she would have gotten eaten by that fucking tornado and would have been gone. You know, it was probably a hell of a way to go. And can we talk about in these scenes where it's like the tornado has like they're in these really tight, intense conversations and then it's all on the fucking radio. Everyone could hear it like mute yourself. Jesus Christ. It's like it's a production. That fucking poor lady having to drive by herself, <laughs> having to listen to this shit. The um, fiance? Yes. No, yes. And he put her in the car with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is like probably the one who can make light of the situation the most. He's probably the funniest. And even he was like, Ugh. Yeah, he's sitting there hearing this while she's sitting next to him. And he's just like, I wish I wasn't here. I wish Awkward. I wasn't. Awkward. I wish I was still in Los Angeles. I didn't take this movie. Um, but so at this point in the movie, this is when the fiance finds out that like, oh, there's obviously some like feelings still there because Bill Paxton just calmed her down by being like, she said she's lost everything. And he's like, I'm still here. Look at me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like. And they're at a drive-in movie theater, which I think is the coolest scene. It is. It is. And it's the only, uh, it's the shining is the movie that's playing on the screen and it is terrifying, but it still isn't terrifying enough for a twister. You know what I mean? The twister comes in and rips it to fucking shreds. Okay. You know, I just now saw the shining this past October. It's a hard movie to watch the whole thing. Yes. Because it's, it's slow like, building. I don't, I don't like people who go crazy. It's kind of like, what is that movie? Um, Amityville. That his the fucking dad kills the whole family. Yeah. I don't like that either. Um, out of the three main characters in uh the movie you're just referencing, not Amityville, but the one before. The Shining. Out of those three characters, like the main ones, who do you like the most? Who are the three main? The mom, dad, and kid? And the kid, yeah. Shit, probably the mom. The mom has the most annoying face and voice. Um, but she is, there's something so sweet about her delivery. I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like, she's very odd. Oh, yeah. They're all fucking nuts. The, all three of them. No, In yeah. In my opinion. I mean, honestly, though, I'm probably scared of the child the most. 
I don't know. I don't even want to talk about this movie. <laughs> it's a really good movie. We'll talk about it later. But um, at this point, this is where the fiance is um, at the hotel and she's laying in her room as The Shining is going on, which I don't think I've ever seen a, a drive-in movie theater that had a motel. I have never seen it also. But I've also never been to a drive-in movie theater. Shut up. I graduated in Iowa. I transferred my senior year and we went to the drive-in movie theater so many times, like three or four times. And every time we'd go, I always went with my friends who had like trucks because they're farmers and they would put like mattresses in the back of their trucks. And it was so fun. I always want to go like take the kids in the summer, but I have this anxiety issue that if I've never done it before, it's, I have a hard time doing it because yeah. I don't know what to expect. Like, that's why I go on the same vacations every year to Disney and Tybee, because I know what to expect with those things. That's why I watch the same movies and shows all the time. Yeah, but it's you, an issue. you still give a chance to, like, new shows and stuff. Yeah. Like, I really like Riverdale. I hate Riverdale. Okay, great. I tried to watch Peaky Blinders. Can't get into that. I tried to watch Virgin River. Can't get into that. Yeah, there's Peaky Blinders um, and shows that are, like, really aggressive. That show is basically about people beating other people up all the time. Yeah. And there's only so much of that that I can watch. Even when I'm watching, like, television and something like Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, it, there, it's a series that they have very awkward moments. And if it's awkward for too long and cringy, I have to turn the channel. I can't watch it. I'll never forget going to the YMCA, taking the kids to swim practice. And this like very suburban mom sat by me and was talking about shows we watch. And she would not stop talking about Breaking Bad. And I could not get into that show. No, yeah. Everyone talked about how great it was. I couldn't. That and Shameless. I don't like Shameless either. Yeah, and uh, Game of Dexter. Thrones. I don't like Dexter because I just don't like some, I don't like shows that you can't. That the char the lead character has no redeeming qualities. And the shameless characters are all pieces of shit. Yeah. Uh, what about Game of Thrones? I did like Game of Thrones. But that I, was very hit and miss, too. I cannot watch that show at all. Nick is obsessed with it, and I fucking hate it. Mm. I just don't, like, it's too much of, like, Nick has to watch the episodes, some of them, like, three or four times to catch everything that happened. And that is just not something I want to be a part of. If I can't catch everything in the first episode of watching it, I'm not trying to go back and fucking blues clues this to understand what's happening, you know? Well, and how I, I started watching Game of Thrones, and I didn't like it, and then I tried it again. And how I got through Game of Thrones is because... I had a character I really liked to watch. Now, if this character would have died throughout the show, I probably wouldn't have. Who was the, the character? <laughs> I don't want to say it because I just said he didn't die, but it, uh, Tyrion Lannister, which is the um, Peter Dinklage. Oh, the okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, he was my favorite character on the show, and I just watched the show every week to see what happened to him. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. I watched the uh, last season, all of it, because I had watched bits and pieces because Nick had had it on like all the time. Um, and right. I have to, I have to say, like the wrap up of the, the last episode was like trying to figure out who's going to die, what's going to happen. It's like very keeps you on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the only For nice sure. thing. <laughs> that's the only nice thing I'll say about that goddamn movie. Or show, whatever the fuck it is. It's like a fucking movie. And there's too much incest. I mean, come on. I'm. There was only the 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 weird two. The, 
No, there were two. Uh, the the brother and sister. Oh, and then Daenerys and her brother. But they well, didn't. Yeah. Do well, I mean, he, she was his aunt. The white. Oh, yeah. Well, they, but they didn't do anything. He was just obsessed with her. He he made out with her and had sex with her at, like towards the end of the season. What season? The what's his name? The the long black haired guy. The main character guy. Jon Snow. Yeah, he had sex with the white haired the dragon lady. Oh yeah, and they were aunt. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. it's fucking weird. That's fucking weird. That's Even right. if they didn't know, no one stopped yeah. them. We're like, hey, yeah. yeah, this is your aunt. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. It's a little fucking weird. Um, but I, I will say, going back to Twister, since that's <laughs> what we're talking about. In this movie, the director uh, John DeBont, he. Um, he got so fed up during one of the scenes. Uh, it was what a F- fucking diva. I know during the F five scenes of the tornadoes, like the biggest ones, he got irritated during one of the shoots, um, and he pushed a cameraman like so hard that he fell over, um, and he kept losing people like left and right. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, and then. He had the smart decision while filming the F5 tornadoes. Uh, those are the, the scenes that only Bill Paxton and Helen Hunter in. Uh, I'll specifically go to the end of the movie where they're like being raised up in, in the eye of the tornado. They like tied themselves to like a pipe or whatever. Yeah. During this scene, uh, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt went temporarily blind for two days and had to heal before they could film more. What the fuck? Yeah, because they were using lights that were not meant for people and using them so close to get like the visual effect that it blinded them. Why did people even want to be in this movie? They, I think the idea of it and the visual effects enticed people, but then to make all those visual effects happen, the director was very like hands-on and wanted it to be very believable. So he ended up firing the uh, director of photography and he took on that oh role as God. well. Yeah. This guy, I wonder how, I, I don't even know how he worked again after this movie with that kind of behavior. No, but honestly, I think his tenacity and uh, it's really shitty the way he treated people. But I think if he, if things didn't work out the way that they did, the movie wouldn't have shot scenes specific ways. You know what I mean? Because they would have right. been. And so I think it honestly made the movie the movie's great because it was like the first of its kind and no one had seen that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think if he wouldn't have got to do those things and didn't handle it so aggressively, then those scenes wouldn't have been as impactful, like specifically the F5 tornado scenes, you know? Yeah. So yeah, he's a fucking crazy person and he never got work really again after this. Um, But uh, this movie went several weeks over their filming production date. Jesus. So much so that the star Helen Hunt, who is also filming uh, her sitcom with, uh, I forget his name, but Matt. Paul Reiser. Yeah. Uh, Matt about you. Paul Reiser was the, um, he wrote the show and was like the producer for the show. So when the movie went over, him and Helen Hunt have such a close relationship that he didn't mind like pushing it back a couple of weeks. But imagine how much money. Oh yeah. That's like, 
they uh, during my season of The Voice, I hugged Christina Aguilera after singing Genie in a Bottle to her. And it was the first time I got like human contact with her. And like, keep in mind, that CD, her first CD, uh, Sync's first CD and uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller were like the first three CDs I listened to and learned how to sing to. So like, I really loved Christina Aguilera. And she was like, don't touch me. No, oh, she was fine. I touched her, but she was wearing a uh, button down white shirt with like a bow tie that was untied or whatever. Right. And I just poured my fucking heart and soul into this song that she hates her first album. And I wanted to like prove to her it was good music. You know what I mean? Right. So my first time interacting with her, I went up to her and I hugged her uh, and they filmed it. And then as soon as I like moved away from her, she had makeup on her white shirt and she stopped production and got so mad that I got makeup on her shirt. And I was like, bitch, you're wearing a button down white shirt. Don't hug anybody. If you wanted nothing on your shirt. What a bitch. Yep. And it costs production. Britney just- Spears was much better than her anyway. Don't get me started. Yeah. I mean, like as a, a, a singer and an artist, yes, but not as a judge. She was a judge on X factor. Well, that's, yeah, that's, she was, you know, that's newer Britney, though. <laughs> I don't even think Britney knows who she is anymore. That's post-children Britney. Yeah. Children will fuck you up. Let me just tell you that right now. No, they will. I'm sure. I have uh, I just got a job. Uh, I'm starting it at the end of this month where I'm teaching uh, comedy to children. Fun. Okay, cool. I'm happy you had that reaction because every other person I say I'm doing that, they're like, you're gonna teach him your comedy you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna teach him that foul bullshit well Uh, i you probably have to censor it but no i mean like and most people they think because i'm so um i'm gay well thank you so much this is the second time you said that um i'm not this show though no yeah another episode but uh they a lot of people think that i'm very crass and inappropriate and a lot of people don't know that i have history working with children you know what i mean so i know when to turn it off and not be inappropriate he was actually bozo the clown yeah i was actually gacy um no big deal if i was a serial killer my name would be john wayne gacy (laughs) oh my god okay let's go like the holland tunnel down there um but yeah, so I, I really connect with these movies because they are, it's the whole movie is very frantic. Um, up until the end when Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton are finally in like the lane to get Dorothy picked up. It's a huge tornado, the biggest one they've seen the whole movie. Um, they end up driving their car into like a cornfield um, and they just put the, like a rock on the gas and just jump out of the car and have the truck go straight into the tornado. And this is the only time that Dorothy gets picked up. And it's because they realized the sensors weren't getting picked up because they didn't have something that would help them like stay up. So they cut a whole bunch of like Pepsi soda cans and made like little fan like, propellers that were at the top of them so they would fly how creative how Just creative think of how much pepsi they had to drink i mean and how much money they're taking away from homeless people <laughs> you know to be trying to recycle these cans it's just wild those cans are, are good money it is and in certain states they're more than others you know iowa gives you a higher percentage all right a hundred dollars no five cents <laughs> but- oh, don't take that don't take my advice. Don't take that. <laughs> Homeless people don't. 
I know you're struggling, but don't take it. <laughs> Haggle. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so in this movie, um, the whole point of this movie is... Uh, tornadoes. It's tornadoes, but it's also a love story intermixed with that. Um, the writers of this movie think that some of the cheesy love story part they wanted the whole thing left out because they were like, they thought it cheapened the movie. But honestly, I think if it was just like fucking storm chasers and there was no like real story in it other than like, oh, we're trying to get this Dorothy up. I don't think it would have kept people's attention the whole time. Who thought it cheapened the movie? The, uh, no, the uh, Josh, no, Josh Whedon was only on for a little bit and, uh, the only complaint he had was that he didn't get to put all of his ideas in the movie. It would have been better if he got all of his in. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't get bronchitis. <laughs> We're not an idiot. Yeah, but a lot of the people that hated it were the uh, the movie studio. They thought um, that, they thought that the love storyline was a little stupid. Well, because of the love, uh, women like this movie too. Because of the love story, if it would have not had the love story, it would just been like an action movie for guys, like fucking Die Hard and shit. No, yeah, and I think it uh, uh, because it was a love story, it gave the chance for you to cast other characters that had like funnier lines, like Philip Seymour Hoffman just jumping in and saying like stupid shit here and there, and making kind of like a comedy when it's really like very high stress situations. Yeah. So I think that it lent well to that. If it was just a, a weather movie, like I said, uh, I don't think they would have cast Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton because they cast them because of their chemistry and the story that they could tell. Right. Not like they're not believable storm chasers. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's true. So I think it's a give and take. Um, but this movie really made visual effects um, something that a lot of people were trying to add into their movie after this. Because in 1996, if you picture that this was made in 1996 and you look at the visual effects, it's kind of outstanding, the things that they've added to the movie. Because those things were not in any other movie at the time. Yeah. The only other movie that yeah. had like, yeah. great visual effects that could like rival it in the same time frame was Independence Day. I'll be honest. It's hard for me to... Is that a Bill Paxton movie? No, that's a Bill Pullman movie. Yeah. Um, Look at you. It, thanks. Um, I, it's hard for me to remember like how great that was because of the time we're in now and all the special effects we see now. That we can do now, yeah. That it's hard for me to think, oh, that's great. Yeah, like think, like think like Avatar. It's definitely not like same level as Avatar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you look at it uh, coupled against like Independence Day, Independence Day was like the number one movie uh, of that year. It was also in 1996. Um, and a close second was Twister. I don't even remember Independence Day. I know I've seen it. Yeah. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Independence Day is coming up. Independence Day is coming up. I don't, I mean, I don't know when it is, but. July 4th, you dipshit. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know. I thought that was just the wow. 4th of July. I thought it was just called the 4th of July. <laughs> I thought it was. Okay. Uh, Are we uh, done with this movie now? No. Speaking of the 4th of July, I want to bring up a quote for a movie that we might be doing uh, later. Uh, it's another one of my favorites, but I'll tell you, Lindsay, tell me if you can guess it from this line. Okay, yeah. 
He makes my heart melt like a popsicle on the 4th of July. Is that Little Rascals? Yes. Is it because yeah. I did the accent? Is it because the accent? Uh, yes. It was. <laughs> um, but <laughs> next time we're doing my movie. What is it? I don't even know. And it's another Helen Hunt classic from 1985. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. With Sarah Jessica Parker. Lindsay? Oh, my God. I can't. I'm. I'm, We're doing it. Like, I can't tell you how much I love that movie. I have a DVD copy of it. That's how much I fucking I love it. I own it on Prime. It is honestly my favorite Sarah Jessica Parker movie. Hocus Pocus? You know they're coming out with the Hocus Pocus too. Yeah, I know. Let's hope they don't fuck it up. <laughs> it's going to have the originals, so... Yeah, but I, I hope mean, it's good. Them aged is not the best. <laughs> you know. Um, let's not age shame anyone. We're not here. age shaming. We're all getting I'm just old. saying, uh, the big, the greatest singer in that movie was Bette Midler, and if you see Midler, Kathy, and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker will yeah, never but, get too old to play Winifred, Sarah, yeah. and, Mary. and Mary. Yeah, they won't. I agree with that. But uh, if you've seen any of Bette Midler's recent like singing performances, that voice has not held up. Okay, well, we're not going to shame people for singing. Did you we're enjoy not. when people did that to you on The Voice? I didn't enjoy it, but it still happened. Let me see if I have any other things that I can tell you about. Um, no, honestly, guys, I think that's it. I think that is it for our episode on what, Lindsay? Twister. Such a board, fun board game. It's so fun. <laughs> I just love it. Um, it's so fun. Uh, Twister is also, just since we're talking about Twister in general, uh, the, the game uh, is not a game you should play with your siblings. <laughs> There's too many sexual positions you can get in. It's weird. This, this is disgusting. We're talking about Twister the movie. Oh, but Game of Thrones incest is fine. Listen, you're the one that said that was gross. So why would you bring something else up? Why would you drop another joke? That's gross. I just brought up another incest is gross joke. And Lindsay's like, no, yeah. that's no, you're wrong. That's literally <laughs> what you just said. No, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. It's gross. Yeah. Why are we talking about incest so much about Twister? Because this it's supposed to be Helen Hunt and Bill Pullman or Paxton. They look <laughs> the same. They're kind of like Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney. Well, I mean, I will argue they don't look the same because one of them is a skeleton. Are you talking about Casper's or uh, Christina Ricci's dad in Casper? He is a great actor and he will no, not be I'm disrespected. Talking, no, I'm talking about Bill Paxton uh, is in a coffin. He's dead? Yes, Lindsay, he's dead. Oh, no. Yes. Um, while oh, Lindsay no. looks up uh, and confirms that he's dead. Oh, no. I will tell you that before Bill Paxton died, uh, while he was filming this movie, he thought that it was like too much of a PG movie. He actually uh, proposed to do another Twister movie where it was like more real life and he was going to direct it. Wow, he did die in 19 or in 2017. Yeah, not too long ago. Mm, sorry, Bill. Sorry, My dad's Bill. dead too, so hopefully you're hanging out up there. Yeah, say hey in heaven. <laughs> have, a, have a drink on us. All right. I don't know. Um, really, that's no disrespect, Charlie. God damn it. Um, he's coming for you tonight. You better sleep with one eye open. In my dreams, I just love sleep with one eye open. You know what I mean? 
a little. Did you know that's the first uh, album I ever bought? What is that? Metallica. Oh, I hate Metallica. And people say that I wasn't straight. Are you kidding? Like fucking Metallica. <laughs> no one's straight anymore. Straighten another guy's ass. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for listening. And tune in next week uh, for another episode of Chaotic Cinema. Thanks for the memories. And nightmares. Oh, my God. She's getting so good at this, guys. Okay, let's go. Bye. Bye. I love you guys so much. Thanks. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Chaotic Cinema, where we discuss Twister. We argued a lot, but that's what siblings do. I love him still. Join us next week when we talk about another Helen Hunt classic, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, starring her and Sarah Jessica Parker. It's one of my favorites. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you next time.